Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTGA podcast, Mikey Stafford and Rory O'Neill with you. We've been joined by David Tuggerty to look ahead to the weekend's Allianz Football League action, the um, penultimate round of games, yes, we're, and we're also looking ahead to the ultimate round of games and the hurling afterwards with Ursula Jacob. David, how are you getting on? Not too bad now, good, all is good. Yeah, um, it's, all, it's all happening at the bottom of Division 2, David, and maybe these are the weeks when you're like... Uh, maybe I made the right decision to retire. It's grand. I don't think I don't think I need this this, this dog fight in early March on Paddy's weekend in the rotten weather. This this is are, are you now are you now happy enough with your decision, David? No, not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's just tough watching. I suppose to see where they are at the moment because I I don't think I don't think Clare should be where they are. I think um they probably the game that really caught him was the Kildare game. In Cusick Park, mm. they left that after in big time, mm. um, and that game, they would, I, for me, they would have been safe and they would have been home and hosed. But um, just, I think the games themselves, and they played Dublin in the following weekend. Dublin pipped them as well, and I think that took a lot out of them going into the Cork game. And I just watching the game the last day, it looked like they were, they were very dead in the second half um, when they came out against Cork. So it's it's disappointing. I um, you you always wonder, I suppose, if I stayed, if you keep thinking if I stayed on, would they be in this situation, or if, what could I have helped any bit? That's which is kind of the killing part. But um, yeah. no, I, I I trust the boys. Hopefully, they can get the job done. You say they look dead in the second half against Cork. How beneficial is the rest week, David? Uh, you know, like in your experience, getting that week off. It's obviously at this time of year. I'd say it's filled with a fair amount of training, but. I guess the expectation is you come into the next game fresher at least, or could you find yourself coming in just as tired after a two week block of training? No, I, I, I suppose I don't, I don't think Claire would have went hard them two weeks because they have a lot of injuries. Um, like they're, they're missing their two starting midfielders, Darren, Darren O'Neill and Kyle O'Connor. Um, Podge didn't play the last day. Keenan's only after coming back from months, month out with injury. And they're slowly getting players back in, and I think that's the problem above against Dublin. Like the the starting fifteen went hard for sixty minutes, and it just took a toll out of them. Um, but I think this these two weeks, I think I think it'll help Claire big time, and hopefully we can get a few of those injuries back in back in for um, Derry on Sunday. Yeah. So Rory, just to remind, refresh people of how the bottom of Division Two looks. As always, it's pretty tight. Need. Yeah. On five points in fifth place are probably, even though they're Dublin next, are probably safe-ish, or they're at least uh, sweating the least. Clare have two points, but with a superior scoring difference to Kildare, who have two points, and Limerick have one point, which brings us to Sunday afternoon in the Gaelic grounds with Kildare <coughs> travelling to Limerick, who purged themselves with Ray Dempsey, shall we say. It seems the players weren't happy. Um, Ray Dempsey stepped away, and Kerry uh, man Mark Fitzgerald formerly Colonel Ratley's player, is coming in for the rest of the season. This is this is do-or-die stuff for both these counties, basically. Massive. It's pro- it's In many ways, it's nearly the most significant game of Gaelic football across the whole weekend. It's part of a brilliant doubleheader, actually, um, Limerick and Wexford. 
um, I think get the ball rolling at uh, quarter to two, and then you've got and have the footballers get... digging up the pitch. Yeah, yeah, just in that gas, you know, uh, especially this time of the year with the about the rain that falls. But uh, yeah, let's get the footballers out when it's basically ploughed like a cowfield. <laughs> but um, yes, but it is a good double header. Limerick Wexford first in hurling, followed by Limerick Kildare in the Gaelic ground. So you'd imagine a big crowd. Hopefully they'll stay on, give the Limerick footballers a bit of support because they will need it the both teams scrapping for their lives huge game for Kildare I mean effectively I think if Kildare lose this I think that's them heading for the Talchin Cup given the fact they're on the same side of the draw in Leinster as Dublin at semi-final stage which means their chances of potentially making a Leinster final will be you know pretty risky it's I, also so- them doing a cavern slash Derry you know dropping two divisions in two years and you know yeah and like and the funny thing about them is if you go back to last year like I mean they beat Dublin last year yes. at home they drew with Kerry at I know again at home their home and their home farm home farm this year has been appalling um they were very unlucky actually against Tyrone uh they I think that with that game either finish a draw or maybe they were beaten with a last minute kick at a kick was it a last minute kick from Darren McCurry like they showed very good form in last year's division one league campaign and you just would wonder why has it fallen off a cliff so badly for them given you know I suppose it probably would be fair to say the standard in division two just just a hierarchical nature of 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 league league football it should be lower so it's it is it is a bizarre one but Limerick showed you know um, I mean obviously there's there's been a change in manager and they went out two weeks ago and put up a massive score against Meath um, they'll have home comforts again and it's a tricky game really really tricky game for Kildare and a difficult one to call they should win but should have, could have, you know. Like, I mean, this is definitely uh, one to keep an eye on over the weekend. It's a puzzling one, isn't it, Dave? Because you, you'd know Limerick football as, probably as well as anybody not involved in Limerick football proximity, kind of similar kind of leagues along a lot of the way through your career. You'd be bumping up against them a lot. Um, the work Billy Lee did was, was phenomenal there. You know, he kind of built on, um, you know, kind of some good work that was done previous to him. And it was you know, uh, particularly by Liam Kearns, obviously, as well. Like, and yeah. like, um, Ray Dempsey coming in, like, he was he was in the mix for the Mayo job, was obviously very well cons- very well thought of for that, had a great backroom team together, like a serious operator. Um, so this would have seemed like a good match, and it's just, it just, it doesn't seem, they don't seem to have been simpatico or whatever it was. It just, it, it didn't click. It, it, I think it was a surprise to most people on the outside that it, they, maybe people thought they wouldn't, they would struggle in Division 2 or it would be a battle. But for it to go so badly and for Ray Dempsey not even to see out the league is surprising, I think. Yeah, it's a strange one if, if, if the rumours going around it's the players that wanted him out because I think it was something similar to Billy Lee as well. That it was kind of the players that said they'd, they'd enough of Billy Lee as well. So um, I suppose there's a lot of pressure on the on the Limerick players going out this weekend against Kildare because they have to perform um, because people will be just wondering, is it that you can't be... Second managers every few every uh, every few months, and uh, thinking it's the manager's fault. It'll be it'll be down to the players this weekend. It's, it's a massive game, mm-hmm. and um, just on Kildare, I suppose I think that the two weeks might help Kildare as well. Like might, you never know, the management and players might slash things out and see what the problems are inside in the camp, and 
you never know. You might see a different Kildare team come out this weekend against Limerick. Just we 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 kind of really need to Rory, don't we? Because their form has just fallen off a cliff. Kildare, mm. so they just they look. You know, we've had a few people on this podcast. Uh, I think it was Karen Whelan who said you've just had no idea what Kildare are trying to do. He said like the the style of play seems to be just like it's a bit of a mystery to him. Anytime I've watched them a couple of times this year, and the tactic seems to be shoot from the sideline if you get a look at the goal, and like their wide tally is through the roof, and they just scandalous. Yeah, and just after last year, like where there was so much encouragement, Rory, it, it's just it is baffling. It's baffling. baffling. You, you, I suppose. Look, you, you, you just won't really know until until after the fact what has gone wrong. Um, they have still the opportunity to resuscitate their season. Dublin aren't the scary monster that they once were, if they can manage to stay out of the clutches of the Talchin Cup, they can really put in some body of work ahead of the round robin stages for the All-Ireland series. And as we said before, we have to bear in mind, we're going to play that competition be 24 matches to get rid of four teams. So they there's a very good chance they could make a last 12 still in the All-Ireland series, but their season probably needs to start Sunday and it needs to start quickly. And they need to go down to Limerick and go just they need to go down and win. Uh get the Kildare supporters back on side, get a little bit of confidence going in themselves, in the management, in the way they want to play the game. Hopefully we'll see Daniel Flynn from the start. Obviously he has been missing from somebody for some of yeah. the earlier games and a big loss. But you can't pin your hopes in modern intercounty Gaelic games on one player. Like I mean, one player isn't going to solve all your problems for you. So I think it's a it's a huge huge game this weekend for Kildare and for Kildare football. Yeah. The other game I, well, you'll be keeping a very close eye on it anyway, David, is you're unfortunate. If Clare had Derry in the last game, you might be hoping for Rory Gallagher to play the 13 players in his squad who aren't first teamers <laughs> and find two other players from somewhere. But as it stands, you're going up to Owen Beg. Derry need a point. A point, and then they don't need to give a fiddlers about going down to Parky Queen the week mm. after. And but if they were somehow to lose to Clare, not somehow, sorry, I'm not trying to wind yeah. you up. If they were to lose to Clare, they could go down to Parky Cueve, get beaten by Cork, and end up in Division Two again next year. Which Rory Gallagher, I think he'd nearly he he throws hat at it. And like mm-hmm. it's just the way he was speaking after the Dublin match, all he cares about is getting that one more point. So there's no yeah. chance of a demotivated Derry here, which at the moment looks like the only hope you have against Derry. Yeah, we're, we're kind of we're kind of hoping to be promoted already, um, but um, no, it's it's as you said, it's it's uh, Derry need that point, that one point because it's it's like as you said, they could go down to Parky Cueve, and like Parky Cueve, Cork, they're on a good roll at the moment. Mm. Uh, one game away from going up to Division One, which they missed out in the last a year. Um, were they in was, exactly the same position this time last year? Derry they, were, they, yeah. they certainly need. I think they, they needed a point from Ross Galway. Yeah, Galway yeah, yeah. Common, And I think something happened. Somebody was the the kind of teams were nice to each other, which is rare. Which is very rare. Yeah, but um, yeah, went down to last. I think it was last game last year with uh, Ross Common and Galway. And they, they, some decision or was it Ross Common one? Yeah, and I think was Shane McGuigan 
Well, either sent off he very was sent, harshly. He was sent off and they had a late off. free, which was McGuigan territory, which they're kind of assuming he would have scored, which I think is yeah. a stretch because it was it was still a good distance, 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 distance out, out and, and it was missed. Um, so there was there was some there was some bad feeling in Derry about the way it all went down anyway. Yeah, um, um, but uh, no, I'd be up there. I myself, my father, be heading up now Sunday morning. Nice that's and a early. Good, that's a good spin there. No? <laughs> it's a good uh, spin. It's yeah. about four and a half hours, I think. So <laughs> good Very roads well. all the way, of course. <laughs> uh, good roads all the way. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm going to RD. It's a lot shorter. <laughs> There's only half an hour up the road for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think Claire, like it is going to be up. They're going to be up against the wall, but like this Claire team, like when. You don't give them a chance. That's when they can they can hit big mm-hmm. time. Um, we've seen it down through the years when they needed wins, they've got the wins. Like uh, tip. With, Did you go up to Armagh one year, David? Uh, where in a league game where you needed to win? Did you turn Armagh over above in the athletic grounds? Um, four or five no, years? we drew. We drew we with drew. him in yeah. Nuri that day. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, like we've we went up to Cabin, totally underdogs going up that day. We've turned over Cabin, we've turned over our Tipperary last game of the season. It's come down to the wire a good few times for us, but um, it's, it's nice the way you like it, that's the way we like it. Nice, tough <laughs> battle. But um, as I said, if we get the few injuries back, I know Derry are Derry and they're they're flying it, they're 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 contenders for All Ireland this year, and they're um. They're starting to pick up injuries themselves. So I think Benny Heron is gone, and you know, for we don't necessarily know for how long. Now, obviously, you'd imagine that young lad Lachlan Murray, who's impressed, he'll just yeah, he, he'll slot in. But they are running on a very skimpy squad. You know, Derry. Yeah. If they picked up, I mean, if anything happened to Connor Glass or Brendan Rogers, you know, it's a game changer for them. But that's not the case, obviously, heading into this weekend. Sorry. Yeah, I'm surprised, but like there's only is it 26 of a panel they yeah. have or something like that, which is which is they must have a, a second team or something like that where they can bring in players. Or, it must be because to go the whole year with only 26 players is is uh, is is touch it's touch and go really. But um, no, I'll be heading up on Sunday and just hopefully fingers crossed. Now declare, I'll take a point. I'll take a point above in uh, Owen Big. <laughs> That's very good of you. Yeah, just <laughs> a take, point. Like, you take it now, the, I would say. The, yeah, two, yeah. the two of us, the two teams would be happy if we get a point each. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Be like the old, the, they've avoided that with the with the next World Cup. They're doing four yeah. team groups instead of three team groups. Oh, so geez. we don't have shenanigans like that where, you know, you meet beforehand and agree on a draw. <laughs> Ireland to fix a draw in Gaelic football, obviously. I think so, happen. yeah. Um, <laughs> it'd be, I'd like to see a game of Gaelic football where the two teams have agreed on a draw beforehand. It could be quite entertaining oh, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be, be always there'll be always the one fella in the team that will they'll mess it up for everybody. Ah, yeah, the one guy in white boots now who forgot yeah. what he was supposed to do. Um, to Division <laughs> One, Rory, where um, it's actually you know we're we're talking about the intrigue at the bottom of Division Two. There's there's a fair degree of in, intrigue at the bottom of Division One as well. You know, um, Mayo look destined slash doomed to make it to a league final <laughs> week before they play play Roscommon mm, in the mm. Connacht Championship, and at the moment it looks like one of their one of their neighbours are most likely to join them at the bottom you got Donegal on three points and, and looking a little bit hopeless on and off the field God bless them Monaghan on four points uh, with a marginally worse score difference than Tyrone on four points and Kerry with a better points difference but nonetheless on four points than Armagh on five points so you've really you've, you've got you've got five teams there who can't relax too much Rory no. and the weekend fixtures include Armagh hosting Galway which is on RTE and you've got 
um, Kerry hosting uh, Ross Common, which is on TG Cahar at 7.30, I believe, on the Saturday. Mm. Rory, Kerry need to win that match. That's kind of the long and short of it, isn't it? And I think they will. And, um, you know, it's Austin Stack Park, surely, Saturday night under lights. Everybody will be on a high, hopefully, after Ireland win the Grand Slam, which is an awful pity for Armagh Galway's sake, you know. But, um, no, I wouldn't see any other result in that. I think Kerry now need to kind of, you know, need to, need to get motoring. They've had a bit of a stop-start campaign thus far. They lost to Tyrone the last day, but they always lose to Tyrone. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just, there's just something like Tyrone seem to always be up for Kerry in a way that maybe they don't necessarily seem to be able to get to go up for other teams. So I wouldn't be reading a huge amount into that from either side. I think everyone is saying, oh, Tyrone are back. Well, let's see. Let's see. Can they put a bit of consistency in that run? Um, I'm, I'd still be... I still have trust issues around Tyrone, um, but from a from a Kerry perspective, I think yeah, it's a, I I I think they'll win. They'll ha- they'll have their Division One safety in the bag. They'll have Ross Common on the head head. Ross Common could stand after such a a marvelous yeah. start to the campaign. Now it's a very unlikely sequence of results, but they could they could end up given the way things are padding out in Division Six One. Six points could, hasn't always meant safety in you know, Division One. It has, and this year's of all years is one of those years where six points could. Now you'd imagine Donegal are going to struggle, but having said that, like let's see what Mayo put out onto the field this weekend because you could end up with a situation where Donegal might find themselves playing a sort of a shadow version of Mayo. Um, you yeah. know where so you just this is now where starts to become a small bit guesswork where you, you don't necessarily I, how much trust or faith you can put into the integrity around what teams are doing at this point like I mean are Mayo going to go risk an injury go up there hammering tongs you know all systems all guns blazing to try and take Donegal out for two points I'd, I'd say Kevin would be cute enough there now and say like yeah do I want to really run do I want to ru- do I want to risk now losing an Aid O'Shea or a Matty Ruan in that you know, I maybe he does. I don't know, but I'd I'd hazard a fairly strong guess that um they they should, they'd probably still have enough, even though Bally Buffet seems to be a good place for Donegal. They've obviously had a couple of half decent results up there. Well, they actually they drew with Galway in Letterkenny, and they beat Kerry in Bally Buffet. So if Donegal are to survive at all in Division One, they're going to need to win this weekend. But um. Yeah, so like all the all the fixtures right across the board, I think are going to be interesting. But it's obviously then very much more veering towards who's kind of you know facing the trap door at the bottom end is where a lot of the focus and attention is going to is going to land. Absolutely, um, it it does seem like it's a game Donegal have to win really this weekend, um, David. Uh, and as Roy says, there's a chance there will be a slightly a slightly weakened, we don't know, a slightly weakened uh, Mayo team, but they're at home and in their last game, they're away to Roscommon. And if Roscommon do lose and carry this weekend, there's going to be, they're going to be going helpful letter to make sure that, you know, they don't want to go from, you know, league finalists elect to relegated. That would just, that, that would not do it for them. And they've shown a lot of form. So th- this would seem to be the game where Donegal need to pick up two points. And in the other game, we got Monaghan and Tyrone. So one of the other teams on four points is probably going to, remain on four points so Donegal and after the week they've had you know the 
you know, the kind of the, the revelations coming out around Carl Lacey's departure from the academy role and everything else. Donegal football desperately, desperately needs a win. Yeah, definitely. Um, going by Mayo, I think Kevin McStay has his has his mark made. I think mm-hmm. that's I. They've if you think about it, they'll have three games in the next month, so they are going to rest players. I'd say, and I think that's a great chance for Donegal to pick up a few points. Um, and they have they have Galway in the last game. I think is it Gal- or sorry, Roscommon in the last game. Roscommon away. Yeah. Um, so like they could pick up two wins there handy, and then it jumps up to seven points, which is which is a huge boost. And like nobody would like to go up to and play in. I don't know. Is it is it on Bally Buffet this weekend? It is, or? Yeah, Bally is Buffet. Bally Buffet. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough battle. Um, I, I fancy Donegal to, to to pip it. I think if the if weather Mayo... forecast is poor, it's meant to be lashing rain. It lashes rain in Bally Buffet at the best of times. I would uh, hazard a guess the TG car cameramen are already battening down the hatches. <laughs> Get the windscreen wipers installed. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, go on. I just and just to say that um, if Tyrone don't get a result in Clonus, which is obviously very possible, Monaghan in Clonus playing the likes of Tyrone, that's so when they come into their own. This is Monaghan's time to shine now. Much like Claire, backs against the wall. People talking about relegation. I'm not even talking about Monaghan getting relegated because it's <laughs> sure it's more surefire than any short odds bet at Cheltenham this week that Monaghan will not get relegated now I don't think <laughs> so let's say Monaghan beat Tyrone this weekend which I fully expect they will that means Tyrone are playing Armagh in the last game probably needing the win that's you know the the end this round of the league can seem a little bit hard to predict etc because some of the teams at the top maybe don't have so much to play for but you're looking ahead to the last round like I, I think whatever way the cards fall this weekend David there's going to be absolute fireworks in the last round which is great Oh, there will be. There'll be. It's just me. There's going to be a mayhem around the place. Um, I presume, like, it's like I fancy Kerry actually to make the playoff. I think they'll. I think they'll play Mayo and the the uh, All Ireland qualifier. The the sorry, All Ireland qualifier. Um, the National League final. I think that's going to be the. I think that's going to be the game because you've got Kerry playing Roscommon at home and they've got Galway away. Um, I just fancy Kerry there. The two week break might stand them as well. They might get a few players back and a bit of uh, freshness. Um. But like it's just going to be carnage. I think six points. You're not going to be safe with six points. I think one team is going to go down on six points for definite. Because if you'd fancy Tyrone are going to probably win a game, Kerry are going to win a game. Donegal probably win. Yeah, I think Donegal are really under pressure. That's it, you see, and that's that brings that brings Roscommon back into it and Galway back into it. So like, it's. yeah, it could be <laughs> like the calculators. Say... The calculators are going to be out in the last day anyway. That's for sure. But like yeah. Roscommon, if Roscommon Galway lose this weekend, Kerry Tyrone win. There's, you've got four teams on six points. Mm. So it's yeah, it's going to be it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be. But that's the greatness of the the national league. It's 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 end to end. It's from game one to game seven. Like it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Absolutely, and Rory. Shout out to our friends in Division 3. Rugby schmugsy. We don't care. We're playing all our games on the Saturday. Um, and from Cavan, 2 o'clock, you get home for the rugby. From Anna Westmead, Brewster Park, 6pm. Hardcore gales at that one. Similarly, Tipperary v Offaly at 6pm. There probably will be actually quite a, a sizable Offaly contingent at that match, you'd imagine, after the week think- that was. And then down Longford Park Esler at 7pm. 
So um, just, yeah, shout out there to all, all those in, involved in athlete football. Um, I haven't heard the game's not going ahead, so I presume it is going ahead. I think the footballers no, think want to play it. Ahead, yeah. yeah, it'll have to either, because uh, <laughs> when else are you going to play it if you don't play it this weekend is the mm, problem. Yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, look, that's that's where we are. And um, uh, Offaly don't need to play it. They they're safe from relegation at least, and probably probably out of the running for 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 um for promotion. For promotion, but yeah. but Tipperary obviously are are, are in the mix the for, now, well, so yeah, they, really, yeah, yeah. they they need they, to play the match. They um, need it. They need it. They definitely need the two points. Yeah, uh, look, it'll be. I think they've pulled a couple of those fixtures forward to two o'clock. In fairness to them, on the Saturday, I think they obviously got the. They had the cop on to realise that it would affect it if they went directly up against the rugby because, look, let's be honest, every man and his dog's going to be watching that. I actually think, in many ways, one of the most interesting fixtures, I don't know if there's a huge amount riding on it, but one of the most interesting fixtures of the whole weekend is the renewal of um, acquaintances, acquaintances between... Arm- Derby? No. Uh, no, between Armagh <laughs> and Galway. Um, and given it's now in the aptly named Boxit Athletic Grounds after what happened last year in the All-Ireland quarterfinal, I think that's an awful shame that that's basically going directly up against the rugby. It's What is quite interesting, though, is I, and I, it's the one thing that I would generally look out for in any kind of contentious, any contentious fixture that might crop up on a, on, on a given weekend. I'd Who's the ref? Who's the ref? And of course, and, and, and of course, Goff. Goff is after being sent up. To, Goff is being sent up there, so it's a case of okay, in case, in case of, in case of emergency, break glass, like you know, let's send him up. The man with the eyes in the back of his head. Yeah, let, him, yeah, let him look after yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should that's be a good true. game of football, that though. Like, I, yeah. I, I, that's the real shame. I think it'll be a fantastic game of football. It's two really good football and size. There's loads of connections there as well. Obviously, Joe Kernan. And the Kernans in general, and uh, you know, and um, I think uh, it, it'll have a big crowd, uh, despite the rugby. I still because they're just so fanatical, yeah. and there's such a good wave of uh, good vibes in behind Armagh football at the minute, and it'll be one that should be a really good contest, and on on T, it's obviously on RT TV as well. But yeah, you can a watch pity. back on the player afterwards. You know, we we won't tell people you're not allowed to watch it. You can watch it, watch it on playback. Just don't, just don't. It's not, every, it's not every year the old rugby lads are going for a grand slam. So uh, at home in Dublin against England yeah. on Paddy's weekend. All right, calm down, Roy. This is a GA podcast. The rugby podcast was recorded yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um, it could be over by half time anyway, so you can flick over today. Exactly. Ah, there you go, David. That's, exactly. that's, that's the confidence. Um, I will just mention Division Four before we go, lads. Um. Leash and Sligo locked on eight points, Wicklow on seven, who are going down to uh going down to Wexford on Saturday evening, um and so it it, it is it does look like Leitrim on six points as well, so it, it looks like Leash and Sligo's kind of uh promotion to 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 uh to lose shall we say, but um yeah you got Watford London Carlos Sligo on Saturday and then on Sunday you have Leitrim and Leash, so. That's what, what, one one thing that struck me about that, I was kind of, I love the old, um, I love playing around with, you know, sort of imaginary scorelines and how I think things might pan out in certain games. And one thing that struck me about Division 4, now it may not be the case, and sorry, Mikey, about Wexford, but it could be a weird quirk where you have four away wins in that, in that division uh, on that weekend. And I think I was looking back and I'm like, 
could I like I couldn't necessarily be certain, but it wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't happen that often. No, where, it no. Won't happen either, yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 but it's 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 tight. The two division three and division four, they're they're fairly tight. Like this, I suppose like it, it all depends on Westmeath and Fermanagh this weekend. If Westmeath beat Fermanagh, brings them brings another two teams back into down and Offaly, they'll be all on eight points going into mm. the final game. And if Fermanagh, Fermanagh win against Westmeath, it looks like themselves and Kevin will be promoted really. So yeah. it's yeah, it's it's a it's a dog fight down there and it's it's some battles. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think when we when we reconvene on Monday here, Rory, I think I think that things will be should be a lot clearer. They won't be resolved, but they'll be a lot clearer because with two games left, it's it's just because it's a seven game league. It's just yeah. like it really doesn't, you know, the tea leaves don't settle until you know the, you, you've got your down to the last game. It's very yeah. hard to make heads or, or tails of it. You have a good idea who's not going to get promoted, but as for who's going to get promoted, who's going to get relegated, very difficult to tell. Yeah, everybody's yeah. everybody's fighting for something, so it's it's yeah, it's great. It's great to uh, see. It's fantastic. It is. Okay, well, David, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll be back in a moment to talk to Ursula about the hurling weekend. Welcome back. We've been joined by Ursula Jacobs. Look ahead to the uh, final round of Allianz Hurling League Games. A nation holds its breath. How are you doing, Ursula? I'm good, thanks, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair to say, Ursula, we haven't been we haven't been too enamoured with this with this league, and that's not just me with my Wexford hat on. I think this is. This league has hasn't really captured the imagination. I don't know how much it ever does. I I think it does more than this year. This year seems to be there just seems to be a lot of damp squibs of games and a lot of one sided games and just a general feeling that nobody's really too worried about who lifts the cup at the end of it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just think you're you're right. There has maybe been a flatness to the league. Um, obviously managers and teams are at different stages of their training um new managers that have come in like pat ryan obviously you know and Derek ling are wanting to maybe make this impression um and get momentum and confidence going um, you can see that in some of the performances for cork and kilkenny even liam cahill uh, with tipperary you know they're unbeaten in the league so um, you can see the focus uh, for some counties is slightly different than others. Um, even take Wexford, I, I'm sure they haven't got the idea to go out and lose games, but they definitely do seem to have a different focus than this time last year. Um, Dar Egan was in his first year last year with Wexford, and maybe he felt the pressure that they needed to go all out and 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 try win every game in the league, and and they did so successfully in the in the group stages last year. But this year, I suppose he he spoke in time again that. They're trying to build a squad. They're trying to get ready for championship and, and maybe peak at a different stage in the year. So um, I suppose that's what the condensed season does as well. Um, obviously, if you look at Limerick, you know, they're a lot further on than they were this time last year. So I suppose winning the league for them a couple of years ago didn't do them any harm either. So um, it's how you deal with it. Um, and, you know, you could see the effects of Watford winning last year. It had a negative impact on them. So it's trying to find that balance um, and that can be very difficult. And I suppose it's getting closer and closer to championship now. And the big thing and the common trend with it, within all teams at the moment seems to be injuries. Um, and that's a huge worry for 
for so many managers. If you look right across the, the squads, probably Limerick are the only ones that don't really have any major injuries, but nearly every other team has seen to pick and up. they're the ones who could absorb injuries. Yeah. <laughs> and they've probably got the strength and depth. Yeah. But I, I look at Wexford, Watford, Tipperary, you know, you can name them all. They're all down some big names. And that's the worry now going into championship. Will they be back? And it's the race against time. Yeah, it's interesting, Roy, isn't it, mm. that the new managers, uh, Cork, Tipperary, Kilkenny in particular, are the ones who are performing well and seem to be taking the league seriously because they're the managers you would think more than any other would be experimenting with tactics and with personnel, yet they're the ones who are kind of, you know, they're, they're getting the results. So it make you wonder whether players are more motivated playing for a new manager and taking the league more seriously. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, to be, and to be fair, if you if you look ahead, um, Derek Ling, Pat Ryan, Liam Cahill, they're all in their first year with the teams. But in fairness to them, they are experimenting. You know, they're not yeah, yeah. they're not just going back to the tried and tested. Like Pat Ryan, every day has given new guys a chance, and and the the really positive thing for Cork is that it's different guys, it's young guys that are standing up every day. You know. It was Padraig Power. It was Cormac Bozang the last day getting the goals. You know, um, Declan Dalton, I know he's been there and thereabouts. Tommy O'Connell, these guys. So I suppose he's built up that relationship from being over the under-20, under-21 successful teams. Um, same with Derek Ling. Um, Liam Cahill seems to get the best out of his players. And there's huge respect there for, for Liam Cahill. But I would say that they probably have experimented just as much as any of the other teams. Yeah, that's Ursula is absolutely spot on. I think they have all got different things. Kilkenny were forced to shuffle their pack because they were missing the Ballyhale contingent early on. You've got Liam Cal trying to come in and put a new imprint onto what he wants to do from a Tipperary perspective. And they're all trying to impress. And um, as Ursula mentioned, Cork have definitely shuffled the deck in terms of giving some of the younger players. One player that I was watching back again in the earlier uh, rounds, he missed the last day. He didn't talk out the last day. I think he was carrying a little bit of a knock. And I think he actually, he might break into the championship team as Conor O'Callaghan. Um, he's very impressive uh, cornerback, potentially wing back as well. Like he was another guy worth keeping an eye on. But just in relation to the league, Mikey, and to go back to your initial question in relation to where we are, I heard TJ Ryan mention, and I thought it was a very good point, and it was a very good suggestion in terms of incentivizing the league. It's very difficult to create a promotion relegation scenario because you are dealing with a sort of a set group of teams and you don't want to be really relegating anybody or putting that kind of pressure. But what you definitely do want to try and do is to try and incentivize winning it. And TJ made the suggestion that if you open back up four quarterfinals as opposed to two, which is what we only have in hurling, and if you were to give <clears throat> the winners of the league safe passage to that to to a quarterfinal, whether that be a seeded team, whether they fall back down the pecking order, you seed Munster and Leinster champions one and two, league champions three. I'm sure there's ways of doing it. I think that's a really good idea. And it is it is something to um, tease out. Who's going to tease that out on behalf of Hurling? That's another question in the corridors of power, which, you know, we've had this go before. But I do think it's... Um, it's something that maybe should be looked at if we are serious about trying to inject some level of integrity back into the competition. Well, we, we had it a few years ago and also pretty much the, the big eight, big 10, whatever it is in Hurling these days, they decided that the 
the old 1A, 1B was, it was too competitive. There was too much yeah. jeopardy. There was too many teams dying not to get out of 1A and too many teams killing each other to get out of 1B. It did Limerick no harm, as we mentioned here a few weeks ago, that like they, that team kind of was forged in the bear pit that is 1B, which they could never get out of for some reason. Um, so hurling, the, the top hurling counties don't want the league to be competitive. I think that's kind of the mm, nux of the, the problem, isn't it? And that's it because I suppose they're using the league as the uh, experimentation, trying out new things, their new styles. It allows players who maybe are coming back from injury to give them a game that they're not under as, as much pressure or as intensity as a, as a championship game. And again, you know, you can understand, you know, when you're a manager of any of these teams, you're selfishly wanting them to peak at the right time. Yeah, us as spectators, we want these all out uh, exciting, uh, just feasts of hurlings every weekend. But that's not the way it's going to happen, because at the end of the day, most of their focus is going to be towards, you know, the, the round robin of the championship, because that's so intense yeah. that's so you know consuming and that's really all that matters uh whether whether we want to put whatever spin on it or not whoever wins the league we won't be thinking about it too much come championship as we saw last year and yeah. you know Watford unfortunately suffered that fate and I suppose that's maybe in the back of some teams minds as well because what happened Watford we were all blowing Watford up saying oh my god they're gonna go all out and win the championship now and they didn't even get out of Munster so mm. I would feel that that has had a knock on on some other counties this year because they're wary of that happen happening more so than like Liam Cahill is is probably really really freshly in his mind still that this could happen again. So I suppose that's why maybe certain teams are holding back that little bit much because they don't want that focus and attention on them now because then the pressure is heaped on them coming into championship. Yeah, um, if Liam Cahill is doing that, Rory. He's uh he's hiding it pretty well by going unbeaten so far with Tipperary, isn't he? And yeah. you know, guarantee the league semi-final. And this is this is where it does get tricky for most of the teams because you got a league semi-final. It's a match you probably want to win that you're in it, and then you're into a league final, and then your build up to the round robin gets pretty tight. Very tight. And uh, as Ursula mentioned, what you certainly don't want then is injuries to key players at that stage. So like your team selection is probably going to be key, crucial. I don't really know what way that will plan out. I think it'll be tricky for them. I mean, the way things look at the minute, it looks like it's Cork. Like as things stand, now this is obviously before the final round of fixtures, but it, as things stand, it's Cork versus Kilkenny Limerick tip, isn't it? Isn't it one versus two and yeah. and, and mm -hmm. crisscrossing? So does Liam Cahill go into a league semi-final against Limerick? Yeah. All guns blazing. I mean, like I think it's a fairly unwritten rule at this point. If you're going to beat Limerick, make sure you do it when it counts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't want to be beating Limerick, you know, when it doesn't matter. And um but at the same time, so, you... so Claire and Brian Lone played that to perfection there. A few <laughs> yeah, weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> that that could have been a, that could have been a major trump card. Like, and I think they'll have their own issues this weekend because obviously Cork are going up to Ennis on uh, on Sunday, and Cork are up in Ennis for that monster game again. And Cork have a very poor record in Ennis of late, and certainly in the last number of years. 
So again, difficult to read. They, the they didn't have to play there in the old days, did they? Really? No, no, no. It was always <laughs> Turles. Yeah. But even last year in Turles, I think Clare won and won comfortably in the championship, and yeah. uh, were. I think in the end, it might have only been three or four points, but I think Clare were much the better side on the day. So I think it'll be very interesting uh, in terms of team selection right across the board. Jamie Cal now looks like it's six to eight weeks. Now, six to eight weeks for a ligament, mm, I would I would say that's just Munster's campaign, kaput. Um, because even if he was to be uh, physically fit, as in able-bodied, mm. he's not going to be match fit to take part in the final couple of rounds. So I'd say you're saying sayonara to Jamie until probably the um the 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 All Ireland series if Tipperary are lucky enough to be one of the three teams that get out of it. So that's one of the really I suppose sad aspects. Could you imagine if Tipperary didn't get out and look, Shamey's not a young man. He's not going to mind me saying this. That could potentially have been the last time we've seen Shamey Callan in a Tipperary jersey. Yeah. Ursula, before we get on, just look at the, a few of the games briefly. There's only a couple of games, really. Uh, unfortunately, one of them is Limerick and Wexford has something riding on it because Limerick actually need to win it, not lose it, to, to get into the league semi-final if that's what they want. But I wanted to ask you, um, during your all-conquering days with Wexford, what was the approach to the Camogie League? Was it very much a, a tune-up shop or was, was that a coveted trophy that every team wanted to win? I, it was pretty similar to the Harlan side of things, if I'm being honest. Now I was lucky enough, I won a couple of league titles, but again, a lot of the league was down to experimentation, giving girls a run, getting certain players up to match fitness. Um, there wasn't a whole emphasis on winning it because, to be honest, the championship was completely separate and that was what the focus was. So it was very similar to the way like the hurlers approach it, the way the hurling managers approach it. Um, and you know that's rightly so because at the end of the at the end of the day, all that matters is championship. Um, but yeah, Wexford's game against Limerick now on Sunday probably couldn't come at a worse time for Wexford in some ways because you know although they had a much much improved performance last week against Cork, as I already mentioned, uh, the big big concern from Wexford now is the number of injuries and big players that are injured at the moment. <clears throat> so I feel that Wexford are going to be going down to this game very, very weakened. And they'll probably be ending the league on a disappointing uh, note, like, you know, in saying that they could be finishing the league only beating Westmead. So mm. that's not great for confidence or momentum or anything going into championship. But as I said, I think Dara's focus definitely is is slightly different than, than last year. But my main thing is, you know, Wexford can't afford to be without these players because you saw the impact of having Lee Chin play a full 70 minutes. He was... He was brilliant last week. He covered so much ground. He was involved in so much play. Um, and you need leeching. You need Rory O'Connor getting a starting game to, ahead of championship because it's very hard to just be thrown into a championship game without after playing too many. Especially when it's Galway and Salt games. Hill. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, as you said, going to Galway for the first round of the Leinster Championship is not when you want to get your first game of the of the year. So I'd be hoping someone like Rory O'Connor, if he's fit enough, will get a full 70 minutes into him on Sunday. Yeah. Um, on the other side, Rory, it really it is an embarrassment of riches now at this stage. We've known about this, this Limerick Academy for years. Obviously, 
its fruits are have have already come to mm. come to bear and you know for all Ireland's etc etc um but like the fact it's a bit it does remind you about the Dublin footballers you know seven eight years ago where you were kind of looking at it saying this is never going to end now we know from experience Limerick's population is much smaller than Dublin it will end but they are going through something of a like an insane purple patch where you've got like Shane O'Brien, Michal Hulahan, Donegal Dali, Cahill O'Neill and David Reedy looking to get into, you know, into pretty, the forward line where Keane Lynch and Peter Casey didn't play last year. So you've got you've got eight lads there trying to get into the All-Ireland winning yeah. full, uh, uh, forward division of six. And they've got competition in the defence as well, where they've without doubt got the strongest sex tet there is already. It's it's terrifying and also difficult for John Kiley. There's a lot of we've mentioned it here before. That's a lot of lads to keep happy, isn't it, Roy? Very, very much so. But I said I mentioned this to you before, Mikey, about um, about Mayo's A's versus B's. I'd say if Limerick charged for training, <laughs> they, they could probably they could easily charge a tenner and people would pay it. I'd say to go in and watch their A's versus B's. No, not a bother. Um, could could you imagine what what that half hours of hur- that that half hour hurling is like every night in training? I mean, the privilege to be able to be in there as a manager watching it, and because they they I, like I'd imagine they're just absolutely like flaking all sorts of stuff out of each other because it's so like the competition is so intense and so fierce. Now, I'd say he probably still has a really good handle on his starting 15 or certainly his I'd say there's 12 of a starting 15 will be pretty much nailed down and he'll have his main the main the main the, the Garrod Hagerty's Kyle Hayes Keen Lynch's Declan Hannon's Nicky Quaid's the Morrissey's um, you know uh, Aaron Gillan Shamey Flanagan they're not going to they're they're not going to be shifted, but there might be a couple of spots around the edges that you know that fellas will probably look and say, if I really push it here in training, I might get in. And then I suppose if you come to the match day scenario and things aren't working, you know, unlike an awful lot of other managers, when he turns around and looks at the bench. <laughs> You know, it's like it's dripping, dripping with gold. I mean, you know, let, what will I pick here from my lovely selection box? Like, you know, so it's Alec. I think it's it's a fantastic position for Limerick to be in. They've put the hard work in. They should be commended for that. They're in the middle of their golden period. I think they, that also should be commended. Every county has one. You know, we've seen it before with different counties down through the years. I mean, for, for like we there were there are some of us that probably thought Kilkenny's era would never have ended, and uh, and it did. Um, Limericks will end as well at some point. <laughs> Probably, Down the line, <laughs> yeah. At some point, it may not be this year, but it could. You just don't know on a given day. Um, like a lot of that, we mentioned a lot of their mainstays. A lot of those lads do have a lot of hurling done now, but look, it doesn't look like doesn't look like the machine is coming to a halt anytime soon and um i think in from a wexford perspective to go down to the gaelic grounds on sunday i think is it's a really good challenge because what you're effectively doing is you're measuring yourself against the standard bearers and you'll know when you come out of it like i think the important thing for wexford is don't get a pasting and if they can go in be competitive they lose by six or seven they could probably say yeah look 
we can take this from it. We're not the first team this year that maybe will come on the back end of a bad beating off Limerick. I mean, we certainly won't be the last, but it is important for them to try and build on. I felt what was an, an outstanding display last weekend in terms of the spirit, heart, competitiveness that they showed um, and to try and push that on again. And they, their hand may be forced somewhat because we saw uh, Matthew O'Hanlon, Conor McDonald, and Damien Reck all go off. And obviously they're three big players. But I do think it's an opportunity as well. That's kind of the way you're going to have to look at these things at this stage. Like this is a chance for you to go in and test yourself against the best. And if like Yeah, they tested you, themselves against Claire and it didn't go so well. Yeah, but 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 like if you if you can match up well in some yeah. way, shape, or form against Limerick on Sunday, I would say no, you should be heading to Saul till then without much fear in your heart. Yeah, it's too depressing to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so the, 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 the other game which has something riding on it, Ursula, I suppose, is in Group B where um, Kilkenny travel to mm. Nolan Park to take on Waterford. So there's a there's a good start for Derek Ling's team anyway. They're, they're the latest team to benefit from um, Walsh Park's development. So they get to play their away game against Waterford at home. Um, they're a point ahead in the table. So, but if Waterford win, they get into a semi final. A lot of those Waterford players now might want to advance in the Alliance League, like they'd want a hole in the head. But at the same time, it's a match against uh, their great rivals, Kilkenny, um, coming off the back of a bruising encounter against Tipperary. Davy Fitzgerald doesn't, you know, these are the kind of matches Davy loves, even if it's in the league. Um, yeah. and he did Waterford haven't spared the timber thus far in the league and I don't think they're going to do it in the final game yeah and you know as you said Kilkenny are very lucky to get a, a home game for their final match against Waterford but look even listening to Derek Ling speak about after their win against Dublin last week he does seem to have a focus and an emphasis on wanting to continue to win in the league and I think he possibly would like to get get to the semi-final and possibly a final um, because he's new in he wants he wants to, to 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 create that winning habit. He wants to put his own stamp uh, on this Kilkenny team, and you can see huge positives um, in in this Kilkenny team, and and no none more so than like Billy Drennan and how he's developed over the last three four games in the league. Now it'll be a, a different test on on Sunday against Watford. You know, Watford are coming off a a big enough defeat to Tipperary last week. And yeah, Davy Fitz, you know, he kind of sheepishly afterwards was saying, you know, this is where we want to be. And, you know, I, I don't think he was too bothered by it, but still to be certain aspects, he wouldn't be happy with, you know, defensively, how they leaked some of those goals and how they set up will be very, very disappointing. Uh, discipline again, you know, getting another player sent off. Uh, Injury-wise, they're down another couple of players. So, Watford have probably, you know, um, Watford probably are going into this game in a funny position because, yeah, they'll want to massively improve on their performance last week against Tipperary. But um, I don't know, does Davy want to go all out either, um, showing his full card? Um, knowing Davy, yeah, he'll be there on the line roaring and shouting on Sunday. But I just think maybe Kilkenny might want this more on Sunday. Yeah, that's interesting, Rory, because. Um... I guess it comes back to that new manager thing perhaps a little bit um, that, yeah, a league semi-final could suit Kilkenny and winning's a habit and all that, a habit they are used to under Brian Cody. Well, it'll definitely suit Kilkenny this year. 
because he, a new, from a new manager's perspective, the more games you get, the better, especially when you're trying to get a handle on some of the players that you've been across when you were um, under 20 manager and you're trying to blend them in with some of the more older players that obviously are still there going back the last eight, nine, ten years. It's not a huge overhaul, <clears throat> though, is there, Rory? Not a huge number, but Kilkenny have always been like that, even going back right back to the very beginning of Brian Cody's time. Like, I mean, it's very, very rare that a young fella, 18, 19, 20, in the way that Pat Ryan doesn't seem to be too bothered with throwing young lads in. Kilkenny generally wait until you're a small bit more mature into your 21s, 22s before they throw you in. They don't tend to trust fellas until they maybe develop a bit more physically before you go in and you kind of learn the Kilkenny way. But I think from his point of view, it's a good position for him to be in because the chances are he's got what? Potentially one, two, three. He's three league games left. They're going to be against all monster opposition. So he doesn't have to worry about Galway or Dublin or Wexford or anybody else figuring them out in the short term. So I think he's probably the manager in the best position from here to have a real cut off this league title. And yeah, I think they'll win. I think they'll win on Sunday. And I think that will potentially, potentially, depending on um, now Tipperary will probably win as well. Well, you would imagine, given they're playing Antrim. But, you know, you just wouldn't know what could happen up there. It's in Corrigan Park and stranger things have happened. But, yeah, I think it's a good position for Derek Ling. He, 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 you know, he's got Waterford and he potentially will have Cork and then potentially maybe Limerick. I think that's ideal preparation for the championship for him. And I think he'll want to keep it going. Okay, so a couple of games to note this weekend. Before we go, Ursula, I just wanted to get your opinion on the civil war brewing in Camogie, this is the shorts versus scorts with uh, the Thomas McCartan's Club in London have launched a shorts, not scorts campaign ahead of uh, Congress. Uh, you obviously have played all your career in scorts. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or do you think it's time to revolutionize Camogie dress? Yeah, well, look, at as, I, as, you, as, you, as you just said, like I played all my career in a scort and it's probably the unpopular opinion to say this, but I never overly had a, a problem in wearing the skirt. Um, I'm very open to listening to, you know, people saying about wearing uh, shorts, if that's the way that girls feel more comfortable. And I think that's the big thing with it. Uh, girls feeling more comfortable uh, playing and training because we all train in our shorts. So I suppose the point is, why can't we just play the games in our shorts as well? Um, I, I know some, some people would have a view that, oh, the skirts look more aesthetically better than a, a shorts but to me no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that necessarily but um look it might happen I think it might pass because there is a, a lot of opinion out there that maybe we need to move with the times and just wear the shorts and be completely in line kind of with the with the hurling gear a, a shorts and a jersey just like the the men but as I said I never had an issue in wearing a scarf mm. so I'm did it crop Ursula did it crop up before and it, there was was there a, I think this this was a motion before and was there a sense that the players were qu quite happy with the with the status quo at that time, no, that could be a good few years ago. Yeah, I now that you say it, I think it did. Now I think that was a number of years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, look, I'm not. And really times, ten times change. Yeah, one hundred percent. And look at if if more girls feel that they prefer to wear shorts, and players at the end of the day are the people that will be wearing them. So it, it's important to yeah. listen to the players as well. Exactly. 
and I think comfort is a huge thing. Um, uh, and I definitely, I, I definitely know that every single camogie player out there train in their shorts. So none of us go to a training session and wear our skirts training. So the only times you actually wear the skirts is is ma- actual matches. And even very often when we play challenge games, girls wear their shorts because again, it's down to comfort. So look, if the majority feel that comfort wise, shorts are better, why not uh, move with the times? Um, you know, I, de- I definitely think it's it's cropped up uh, a number of times in the last year, a few years. So why not go with it? And can we just call it, and can we just call it hurling? Uh, yeah. Well, now the, L- <laughs> the LGFA held their uh, congress a couple of weeks ago, and as always, there was a motion to say, "Can we not change the name to the Women's Gaelic Football Association?" And uh, that was defeated, as always. People may notice on the RTU website it's called Women's Football. That was a decision mm-hmm. I made, and I have yet to have anybody complain about that. But they won't change the name, so the chances of Camogie being called Hurling in the next while, I think, uh, mm-hmm. slim enough, unfortunately. Oh, that's a debate for another day. We'll leave it at that. Ursula, thank you very much. There's uh, two football matches on the television on Saturday. Your cup does runneth over. Don't bother with that rugby match over on the other channel. Duh, nah, 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 nah. You don't want to be watching that. You want to be watching Mead v Dublin from Park Talton. And you want to be watching Armagh v Galway from the Box of Athletic Grounds. Mm. They're the matches. Keep across all the other GA on Saturday and Sunday sport on RTE Radio 1 and via the RTE website and the news app. So thank you, Ursula. Thank you, Rory. And thank you to David earlier. And we'll catch you again on Monday. Enjoy your Paddy's Day weekend. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road. And that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the ball.